0: To Hotter Than Health, episode 54. I'm Eliza Gelman. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call, which we definitely get into on this podcast. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, It is Thursday, it's about noon. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm leaving a voicemail right now. I'm not leaving a voicemail, and I'm hyper aware that I sound like snuffleupagus right now because I've got allergies, and as terrible as I sound, I am getting past it. The first couple days, I was like, I have the flu. This is great. Awesome, awesome. I get to take off work, even though when you're like a 1099 contractor, that does not, or independent contractor, that doesn't happen. It's like, if you don't work, you don't get paid, so um, no days off, but feeling better, definitely I'm like at the tail end you know when you have a cough and tangent and you've had a head cold all week but then you kind of start to have that dry cough where like (laughs) and nothing comes out but you can't stop it's like a coughing dry cough attack but then you start to like at the end of the coughs it starts to become like a little bit more guttural from within and like there comes some, you know, some stuff might come up. That's kind of where I'm at right now. So starting to feel a little bit better, definitely coming out of this allergy, um, phase, I'm going to call it. I really did not think that I even got allergies. I thought I was above it. That's unlikable of me to say, but here we are. Thought I was above it. I'm not, um, hashtag plant-based lifestyles just don't work. I'm kidding. And, um, So yeah, starting to feel better. My sister's coming to town this weekend. Our friend Nicole is coming in tonight, and um, I can't wait to go to dinner with her. We're gonna have so much fun. But I did want to give everyone a recap. Before I do such recap, I wanted to let y'all know that this podcast is going to be focusing on weight loss and diet for weight loss, and we're just going to go over some things, some foods that you should be avoiding and some things to be adding in, and just just some little tips, tricks, some tips and tricks to be on the lookout for um, and you can start to implement, but uh, I know I've been talking about this 75-day challenge a lot, and if you're just now tuning in, if this is your first Uh, podcast with me. I've been doing it for I think this is day 47. Mm, Terrible at counting. 47 maybe 48 maybe 49. Anyways so it's been over a month and a half at least and it's been uh, the 75 day challenge. It's two a days. One of the workouts has to be outside. Um, It is a gallon of water a day. It is 10 pages in a self-help book every day at least, and then it is a progress photo as well as uh, a strict diet that you put together for yourself and no drinking. I still have been good about it, but I decided last week, I kind of had a weird breakdown. Um, So just for full disclosure, because this is, you guys are my people, and this is the socializing I get throughout the day, and that's fine with me. Um, So I realized that I was getting way too obsessed with it It was turning into not just something to make me better but it was an excuse it was making me disappointed in myself Um, I think that I went into it like yes this is a challenge I can do it and I'm hyper aware that I could do it but it was starting to affect me in a way that I didn't want it to I I looked down at this book that I was reading it's called the unbeatable mind and it was so good the first like three-fourths of it I loved the book and I'm still almost done with it I'm gonna finish it but I looked down at the chapter that I was reading. It had been like 20 pages, which is kind of a lot in a book to be just a dead zone in a book. And I looked down and I was like, I fucking hate reading this book right now. It was all about like tactical warfare, how you need to be like eye on the ball at all times, like hyper aware of your surroundings. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. It was all irrelevant or relevant, but, and the author of it and the guy who gave it to me It totally impacted my life, incredible guy, so much value from that book, but I just really didn't like reading it, and I think I just lost interest, and I thought to myself, I don't want to fucking read these books. There's a million books on my shelf that I'd rather be reading, and I just like really got fed up with it, and then my sister's in town this weekend, and for anyone who doesn't know, um, my mom passed away two years ago this month, and um, big deal obviously. And I remember, so for her one year anniversary, and this is, this is relevant. And yeah, fuck it. It might be a long podcast. So buckle in. Okay. You're all my fans, right? And we're all friends. So this is what we're going to talk about. And maybe this will be relatable, but either way, I realized that I was going way too deep into this because so last year, my entire family and I went on this incredible trip to napa and we visited all of my mom's favorite wineries and there was this one winery called bell winery b-e-l-l and She got to be super close with their owners. Um, We had, like, the most amazing photographs of her. She had never looked more stunning in her whole life. This was pre-diagnosis. And we went to that winery, and we each got a bottle of this amazing wine, and it was super rare. It's called Clone Six. And we were super fortunate to get it because they weren't making anymore. And we did this entire toast, and everyone was emotional, and it was beautiful and amazing, but also fucking difficult. So we did that last year, and I promised myself that I would wait to have, like, to open that bottle of wine on a really special occasion and I realized so my sister's coming into town this weekend which she does maybe once maybe if we're lucky this year twice a year which never happens um and it just so happens that she's coming on this Friday which is October 4th which is my mom's birthday and she was like yeah well I'd love to like get a glass of wine or like do something to celebrate mom on her birthday and I was like ah I can't but the challenge and then I looked at myself in the mirror, sorry, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, shut the fuck up, Eliza, are you kidding me? Your sister, your best friend, your most like loved position in this whole world is asking you, hey, do you want to celebrate mom in this X specific way? Something that she would do, something that we know we would love to do so much, but I'm letting this, ch- and I just, oh, and it wasn't like the drinking necessarily was the biggest part of it. It's the, it's the overthinking of it and the obsession that I knew I was having in my mind that I couldn't even let like my sister enjoy what she really wanted to do and I write down my priorities all the time I say I want to make six figures I want to um, make I want to monetize the podcast to the point where you know it really really grows and you know we're getting there we're getting there but um, I write down all my priorities and then I always say like I want to be able to make enough money to travel and see my sister whenever I want, and work remote from anywhere. And a lot of those things, like, they're in fruition, they're happening. But my sister's always been, like, a super high priority, and I just wanted to, like, I I, I was like, let me just castrate myself. I just wanted to, like, pull out all my eyelashes, punch myself in the stomach for just getting too obsessed with this challenge to the point where it was – ruining things and i know that that's just one small example but i just went into this challenge thinking like oh i'm bigger than this i can do it and yeah you know what i can but i really am choosing to redo the terms a little bit and yeah i'm gonna have a glass of wine with my sister and really celebrate my mom this weekend and If people think I'm weak for that, I don't need those people. And I really think that I was like more optimal before this challenge. Um, My hip is killing me. I've been really working hard at these workouts and I've really just had to like scale back, just take a walk, take yoga a little bit, um, do whatever I can to like, not, not like it's a disappointment, but I just want to get back to a lifestyle that I really just enjoy and I'm not using it to check off boxes every single day. So that's a tangent. I'm well aware that we're not talking about weightless weight loss at this moment in time, but that's just like a very large portion of my life, um, and I know that story was uh, pretty non-linear, but it just came to me, and that's really just how this podcast goes. Pod, pod, Hello, that podcast goes. Also, shout out to La Colom. My roommate Liza just got all these new coffee beans, and that hot bean water this morning, the La Colom. I am on fire. I am wired. I'm ready to go. I am hot in my seat, ready to kick ass today. And it is, it's twelve thirty. I had a, cu- a cup of coffee at eight thirty this morning. It's been four hours and I'm still like, I keep like playing with my fingernails in a weird way. Like I'm antsy and I'm just ready to go. I look like a dictator trying to take, along, take on the world, like tapping the tips of my fingers together. Anyways, so that La Colombe coffee, thanks Heather McMahon for the wreck. Oh my God, it is so strong. So, um, feeling pretty good, feeling alive, feeling awake, feeling aware, and I'm alert. So, this podcast, <clears throat> we're gonna start to get into it. Um, I'm also gonna stop saying um, not likeable. Not likable. I also it's it's tough for me to talk right now because I feel like I pronounce all my B's and M's and they sound the same way, like because I can't I have can't breathe. Um, so a lot of mouth bruith- mouth breathing on this episode, but here we go. I am talking today with you guys about weight loss and diet and things like that. I posted about I posted about what you guys wanted to hear more on and I said like eating for muscle gain and eating for weight loss and a I think I think I got like 200 yeses for weight loss and then like 30 no or 30 muscle eating for muscle gain. So, you know, got to be a crowd pleaser. I, I do what I'm told. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And I wanted to start with a couple of no-nos that people typically have in their diet, but they don't even know. Um, and then some of them are going to be a little bit more obvious. So here we go. First one, if you're trying to lose weight, And this is going to be for like the typical average healthy human that's not dealing with maybe like hypo, hyperthyroidism, um, dealing with certain hormone issues, which I know is, is a very broad thing to say, probably unlikable, but here we are. I can't do it all and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not trying to prescribe you guys anything. But when you're talking about weight loss, typically what you're talking about is calories in versus calories out. But I'm more of a believer on um, it's all about what you absorb, not just about what you're consuming, because a lot of the times we're eating a lot of things and then they don't get absorbed properly because of like inflammation in our bodies and digestion. So a couple of things to always make sure that you are prioritizing when you're going for weight loss. One, and I talk about this all the time, is hydration. And I just did a post on this today. Y'all can go look on my most recent Instagram post. It's a cute pic of me um, fake drinking a cup of hot water with lemon in it, but also having a really great time. I'm obsessed with all the people I did that photo shoot with. Thanks again, guys. So... Um, hydration is key. A lot of the times people are like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day, but I hate doing that because I just race to the bathroom every five minutes. Okay, there you go. Well, you're probably not absorbing it. So if it's like flushing out of your body, um, you want to make sure that it has something to hold on to. So adding in electrolytes to your water, and I don't mean Gatorade, but something like a smart water, something I always, always, always add in pink Himalayan sea salt to my water because throughout the day, um, even just like breathing, our, our water vapor is coming out of our mouth, we're moving around, we're burning. So um, even if you're not sweating throughout the day, it's important to replenish our electrolyte balance. So things in pink Himalayan sea salt that are really beneficial that you need to be replacing. So all these really trace um, essential minerals in our body. So things like potassium, magnesium, a little bit of calcium, there is um, <clears throat> chloride, there's sodium. And um, so you want to be making sure that you, of course, you're going to be losing those things and those minerals throughout the day. You want to be replacing them. So if you are running low on those essential minerals, that is maybe a reason why you are racing to the bathroom because your body's not fully absorbing the water that you're drinking. So if you are trying to make it a point to drink more water throughout the day, make sure it's efficiently being what am I trying to say make sure you're drinking it efficiently so adding in a big pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt to your room temperature water throughout the day is going to really help you absorb Um, other things making sure that your body is alkaline so making sure that when you if you do have a diet that's high in meat and you are sick of me saying hey eat more plants and you keep saying fuck that that's fine Just add in some hot water with lemon, then have your steak. I really don't care. Live your life. I'm going to live my truth. Okay? So, you guys, if you're eating a diet that has um, dairy, that has animal products in it for more than once a day, uh, especially if you're focusing, or I'm not focusing, especially if you're struggling with things like acid reflux. I was just talking to a friend the other day. She's like, Yeah, I really have bad acid reflux. I was like, Well, you know, she's like, Well, I don't eat that many acidic foods, but animal products like let's say chicken and maybe even red meat some people are like yeah I really don't eat that red meat that much because I know it's not good for me honestly I'd rather people have a like grass-fed farm-raised organic slice of red meat than I would chicken I don't believe there's such thing as good chickens and i think that like one percent of americans have actual chickens in their backyard i don't believe that there's really any like high quality chickens out there unless you're raising themselves and you're giving them organic non-gmo food and even then it's still a little bit more harsh on the environment inside so what i mean by alkalizing your body is um, making sure that there's a good balance of like alkalinity with acidity. So you, your body is going to get super acidic, which is going to do things like break down muscle. It's going to break down, uh, bone density. So making sure, yes, of course, like calcium supplements, things like that. But there's a lot of things, um, that carry calcium that are in a plant-based diet, but, If you have a lot of meat in your diet add in some lemon water to it i know i talk about it all the time um a little bit of pink himalayan sea salt and lemon in your water yes it's filled with vitamin c it's fresh (laughs) it's fresh um it's great i mean it tastes really good it's full of vitamin c so it's great for helping absorb other nutrients like vitamin d and fat um it also is one of the only fruits or foods at all that you can consume that is already like alkalized towards your body. So it helps keep things um, running optimally for your digestion. So if you're eating a lot of, that's just a little tip, um, if you're going to do any type of animal product throughout the day, adding in some lemon water is going to be really great for you. Just make sure that you're squeezing all the juice out of the lemon and you're not putting the rind in the water. That's one thing that I always... I'm sure the mic popped when I did that. I'm very passionate about that. And I did that on like my first three episodes. I talked about hangover cures and talking about like different fruits that you get at the bars. The lemon rinds and the citrus rinds or whatever kind of vitamin C lemon you're putting in your water, I bet you anything they're not clean. Don't put them in your water. Don't contaminate your water with all those, like, grubby fingerprints. Everyone who's at the grocery store has put their hand on that lemon and given it a squeeze. Even if you scrubbed it at home, there's still going to be, like, poo particles floating around in the air. There's going to be shit from your sponge, shit from your kitchen counter your sink. Just don't do it. Just squeeze the lemon water in there. Let it go. Have a great time. Also, the um, – <clears throat> Himalayan sea salt if you pinch it in there it is really great at bringing out the sweetness of the lemon which I wouldn't know right now because I can't taste anything I'm actually sitting right here right now drinking room temperature water with a little sea salt as well as one orange so I just ate one narana. and for those of you who are not bilingual that means orange in Spanish um, I'm also sitting next to a big pile of mini gourds. Thanks, Hannah. Our roommate got a ton of these like lumpy gourds. You know, the ones that have like genital warts, the gourds. They're pretty cool. I love them. Um, Happy holidays. Let's get back into it. So adding in some good hydrating things that will replace those electrolytes, that's going to be huge. Also for weight loss, you got to sleep. If you're saying that you're at a weight loss plateau and you're changing things up and you think your diet is really on point, but you're only getting like five or six hours of sleep a night, reevaluate, all right? There have been a lot of studies showing that night shifts and uh, jobs that require minimal amounts of sleep um, or allow for minimal amounts of sleep are actually being considered carcinogenic, which is cancer-causing. So reevaluate. I'll do another podcast on that later. I'm not going to get too into it, but making sure that you are sleeping so that you can p- repair your mitochondria, so that your body can be working optimally, so that your brain can be functioning op- optimally. And also, so when you're not getting enough sleep, there's a hormone in your body called ghrelin. Again, I'm sure this is a repetition, and I'm sure some of you guys who have like read two blogs know what ghrelin is. It's the hunger hormone. It's like the angry, it sounds like gremlin, so it's a hunger hormone inside your body that's produced when your stomach gets that empty feeling, and it's like growling at you basically. So um, making, making sure that you are getting enough sleep is going to help subside that hunger hormone and help really um, elevate your leptin, which is your satiety hormone. So it's going to really balance those things out. So it will physically help you not crave shitty foods. Okay. Um, Some other things that you want to be adding in, and then we'll get to some things that you really want to be taking out. But before we do, you guys, I don't have ads on the podcast. Okay. I really don't. And if I do, then I'm not getting paid for them. I'm really just like telling you about stuff that I love. So two quick things. I've had probably two Blender Bombs a day for the past four weeks. I get the nut-free kind. I'm obsessed with them. They do not pay me to say this. It's like not a ploy. I really just genuinely love Blender Bombs. And if you want to help support the podcast, help a sister out. Go use my code if you're buying them at all use my code, go online. The code is ELIZA, G-E-L-I-Z-A-G-10. So use my code. You get like three or so bucks off and that really makes a difference. That like covers the cost of shipping. So use my code blender Bombs. You get all those, all these essential fats. You get chia seeds. Helps with digestion. Helps, like I said, with those um, hunger hormones, ghrelin. It will help satisfy those without spiking your insulin. Um, so you're not going to be like craving a bunch of carby things. So if you have a sweet tooth at night, I like to warm one up, put a little bit of nut butter on it and a bunch of cinnamon on it to help regulate blood sugar and all those good things. So Highly recommend if you have a sweet tooth, then go um, get yourself an order of Blender Bombs. And use my code ELIZAG10. Also, one more plug, and it's only because I've been getting a lot of questions on this, I'm just going to do like a 20-second rant about this, is the meal guides and the fitness guides that I create. Feel free to book on my website for a consultation if you're interested in doing meal guides. We do um, mid-month, end-of-month consultations. We do an initial consultation so that we can really see like what your goals are and see if I can help you get there. And then what I do is I give you guys like a calendar of what you should be Um, Or like, you know, what foods to eat during the day, things like that. It's not a medically prescribed meal plan. We kind of create it together in a way and then I just organize it for you guys and I help you put it all out. Um, I'm piloting this new thing where you can hang up this calendar on your uh, fridge, on your pantry, so that'll help you track what you need to eat and when and like get organized so that it's easier to prep. And then it's also, I used it a lot last year. Uh, as gifts so a lot of people reached out and I might do like a holiday special I'm not sure yet I might do like 10% off starting in like the beginning of November for anyone who wants to do a gift of a meal guide for a friend or a family member but if you're interested in it, just go on my website. I'll put a link in the bio or in the show notes for it. But yeah, um, especially if you're like in, trying to integrate more plant-based eating into your lifestyle and you just don't know how to get balance um, if you don't really know what you're doing, here to help. So anyways, that's my tangent. Book with me. I'm great. So let's get back into it. Some things that you should be adding to your diet for weight loss. Um <coughs> A lot of people say that you just need to like really reduce the amount of carbs. And yeah, I mean, if you reduce carbs and you're just going for like fats and protein, then you're for sure going to shred up. You're going to um, be in more of a diuretic state, which is meaning you're losing more water weight. Um, But the minute that you have that brownie, the minute that you have that bowl of oatmeal, something with um, higher carbs, something with like even really like a glass of orange juice, would kind of set you off or tip you in the wrong direction so if you're trying to really avoid carbohydrates to lose weight good luck with that I recommend finding like a very sustainable way to do that I recommend more balance I'm I'm talking I mean unless you're like type 1 diabetic and you have to really watch what you're doing but again we're talking about like the healthy average adult you want to maintain a lifestyle that you can maintain, you know, you want to be able to play around with your diet. You want to be able to be flexible. Okay. So if that means one week you end up accidentally eating less carbs, then the next week, maybe you, you know, just eat moderate carbs and you don't go like balls to the wall. Um, so some things that you could be adding into your diet would be like slow digesting, complex carbohydrates, things like sweet potatoes, things like, um, Whole rolled, whole real, <clears throat> whole rolled oats. Um, things like blackberries and blueberries that are super slow digesting. So um, things with a lot of fiber. You could always do like a piece of whole grain bread with a little bit of peanut butter or nut butter. I would say. Um, be careful of nut butters though. If you're eating for weight loss, and I've said this to a couple of different clients, and I'm not trying to say eliminate anything, but I know personally that if there's nut butter in the house, bye-bye, then I'm eating it all. I mean, it's it's super calorically dense. You look at the serving size and you're like, oh, 120 calories, 140, 160 calories, like that's not bad. And then you look at it and you're like, yeah, for half of a teaspoon. I'm like, fuck. So, it's super calorically dense, so if you're going for um, weight loss and you're one of those people that is pretty good with portion control, then feel free. like Get some nut butters, do like a tablespoon with whatever you're doing, um, great with a rice cake or great with uh, a smoothie, especially if you're adding in leafy greens, getting that fiber and that fat. Um, that's kind of what's leading, but if you are not good with portion control, then I really would recommend either getting something like PB2 so that you have to like physically make the peanut butter to eat it. So it just comes in this dry powder, great for smoothies for that flavor. Um, but anyways, some things that I would also be adding into your daily diet if you're trying to lose weight are things like leafy greens and, um, high fiber vegetables. So things like kale, things like broccoli, um, I mean really any green that you can think of I think would be amazing Um, for your gut microbiome it's really good to eat raw vegetables but if you're someone that deals with any kind of bloat or gastro issues then I really can't eat a shit ton of raw vegetables I can eat like raw cucumbers and raw celery but I can't do raw broccoli raw cauliflower uh, raw Brussels sprouts so those are a little tougher on the GI tract Um, so adding in things like um, Roasted tomatoes, you could do roasted broccoli, Uh, cabbage is really great if it's cooked down, Um, bok choy is really, really incredible, Um, it's a super low carb vegetable, it's super filling, full of water, it's amazing, I use it on everything, I use a little bit with tamari, I'll use like coconut aminos with some garlic, it's awesome. Um, And then for weight loss uh, adding in things like soups and smoothies is really great because it's easy to add protein in there And it's easy to add vegetables if you're not a vegetable person Um, So in the morning a good smoothie example would be one scoop of nut butter as well as I say two um, two cups of spinach or kale then followed by I like to use a little bit of protein powder sometimes so like one serving of protein powder followed by either almond milk or water And then you want to have something to like bring a little bit more flavor. So again, like those slow digesting carbohydrates, maybe something like blueberries, and then half of a banana. You could also do something like mangoes. It's, I mean, higher in sugar, but also really great. So it kind of just depends on what flavor profile you're you're looking for. Uh, Dark berries go really well with chocolate protein powder. If you're not doing protein powder, you could do a couple spoonsfuls of hemp seeds. I always recommend doing some chia gel in there. So having that... smoothie in the morning which is going to be calorically dense which is going to be great it will if you're adding in those essential fats and that fiber and the protein in there it'll definitely keep you full I know that some smoothies kind of just run right through you and you're like oh that was a great pregame for lunch but no you're gonna be full after this and if you're not you know, satisfied for at least like three hours afterwards, then I would consider adding in like half a scoop of nut butter on top of that, maybe a tiny bit more protein of some source, um, and then maybe another scoop of, uh, let's see, spinach or kale, something that's giving you a little bit more fiber. Making sure that you're getting that fiber is going to be super helpful with staying full for longer with lower calories. Um, And then some things that you might want to be avoiding And I love that we haven't talked about working out at all because it's not all about working out. Um, Yeah, cardio is going to be helpful. So a little tangent here. Add some sprints in, add some weights, heavy, and you'll be good to go. Okay? Don't tell me that you're going to Orange Theory six times a week because I don't give a shit. Okay? And then I know that sounded awful and unlikable, but at the same time, it's like anyone who's doing the exact same thing every day its just not really going to yield the best results. And here we are being unlikable today. And I know that that's um, an overused word this podcast trying to um, hmm, let's be more let's be more creative with our self-deprecating comments this afternoon I just want people to actually I'm not even gonna get into this I do not need to defend every single thing that I say I'm putting out this free content for you guys every single week and I'm enjoying doing it and if I decide to say something I do not feel like I always need to defend myself so here we are I am standing my ground Um, again tangent working on a backbone. Um, some things that you want to be avoiding while you're working on weight loss is super, super calorically dense food like nut butters in high quantities. Um, you got to really be watching out for that, um, but without avoiding your essential fats. You want to make make sure that you're having those essential fats, but also efficiently. So having those essential fats, but also if you're protein I mean, if you're plant-based and you're trying to go more plant-based, you want to make sure that you're getting those essential fats with um, essential omega-3s, which are typically found in things like salmon, stuff like that. So you could get your healthy fats more efficiently from chia seeds, from flax oil is really, really great. Um, You could grind up your own flax seeds, put them in a smoothie. I love doing that in my coffee grinder. Then you could also do things like walnuts. I know I talk about it all the time. If you are an adventurous seafood eater, um, you could always do like a really yum piece of bread whole grain bread toasted with a little bit of um, like sardines or canned salmon I just recommend avoiding canned tuna high in mercury content but that's that's just me Um, I know I said flax oil but that is really one of the only oils that I would gravitate towards that olive oil um, so olive oil is great raw but since it doesn't have a super high cooking temperature at least not as high as like coconut oil or uh avocado oil I would stick to cooking with avocado or coconut oil or like baking because it does have a higher point to burn at so it isn't as big of an issue as a carcinogen whereas things like vegetable oil canola oil (coughs) excuse me I just burped as well as uh olive oil you want to make sure that you're not using those as much to cook with because they have a lower burn rate which can be super 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 inflammatory for your system also um can be carcinogenic so avoid those types of things and if you are going to be using oils they are packed with calories and not always the most nutrient dense so um, just make sure that if you can steam things do so instead of cooking without a lid just put a lid on if you're doing vegetables vegetables are packed with water always so they tend to cook themselves just you know keep shaking around the pan it's not going to stick it's going to be fine okay Um, so what if you have to like soak the pan just a little bit longer to avoid you know 300 extra calories. Um. Oh my God, stop saying um. It's such a transition word. It's so annoying. I'm going to stop now. So, the next thing that you want to be potentially taking out of your diet is going to be things like fried food. And I know that I just mentioned oils, but anytime you're getting anything fried or baked or tossed, coated at a restaurant. Typically the base of that is a cheap oil and I only say that I know some restaurants are really great about using extra virgin olive oil things like that but for the most part restaurants aren't going to spend a arm and a leg on really high quality oils. They're going to be using things with partially hydrogenated oils. They're going to be using GMO oils. They're going to be using different canola oils or vegetable oils which are soybean oils things that are gonna be super inflammatory to your system i would err on the side of caution bring in ask for a lemon salt pepper uh, balsamic with your salad i if you're at a mexican restaurant i've said this before go for some black beans or salsa or guac as a dressing as opposed to maybe they're like chipotle mayonnaise aioli so things like that you you just want to be careful of and also if you are out to eat i know a lot of people say like oh yeah sushi that's a sexy food yeah until you eat 15 pieces of it because you think you need that much to get full because i know when they serve you one california roll you're like what the hell is this baby food and then you eat all of it and you're still so hungry and then as soon as you have one sip of alcohol you blow up like a giant balloon is that just me Perhaps. So when you're out at a sushi restaurant, and I'm telling you guys this because sushi is something that people talk to me all the time about, they can give you a gluten-free wrap. They can give you a cucumber wrap so that you're not um, eating a ton of carbs and you're not spiking your insulin. You can have your hot water while you eat your sushi so that it's not disrupting your digestive tract. And then you can drink alcohol afterwards, at least like 20 minutes afterwards. So give your tummy a break, let it fully digest. Um, So we're also talking a lot about fiber and this will be my last little tidbit. We're also talking a lot about fiber because with weight loss, you want to not just a lot of the times, like 90% of the times people who are talking to me about weight loss or wanting to lose weight, they're not necessarily wanting to talk about the number on the scale, they just want to feel less fluffy. They want to feel lighter. They want to have more energy. They want to sleep better. They just want to feel overall better. And that is what I'm here to help you with. Book on my website if you want to. Then a lot of the times I ask people, how often are you pooping? And granted, I'd say 70, 75% of the time people are saying, yeah, probably once a day. A lot of the time, I'd say even 30, 40% of the time people are saying, yeah, I kind of have some trouble with that. I really bloat or I get constipated or I shit my brains out. So adding in fiber to like give your stool, why do I say stool? I'm not a doctor and I don't care and I say poop all the time. Adding adding fiber will bulk up your poop a little bit so it's not going to be explosive. So making sure that you're adding in that but making sure that it's like soluble fiber so that you can pass through it'll pass through your digestive tract and you won't be incredibly bloated with upping your fiber. You should be upping your water, but make sure that you're not chugging cold water with like your hot meal. You want to make sure that you're fully digesting everything. Then you're drinking your water to let it pass through later on and you're not getting rid of those digestive enzymes. Um, I said it again. So high in fiber foods is going to help with your morning conference call, which is your daily poop. It's going to set your day because basically what's happening is when you have poops just sitting in your system and you can't go in the morning, it's just causing buildup. It's causing heaviness. It's causing stagnation inside your body and it's just not what you want. You want to make sure that you are able to eliminate whenever your body needs to. So ideally, we're going... At least once a day maybe twice and it should be soft bananas if it's not and it's a splatter paint all around the toilet bowl then maybe you're looking at some gastro issues maybe you want to look at an elimination diet <clears throat> maybe that might be good maybe you're looking at things like eliminating some of those super inflammatory foods maybe you're thinking about going plant-based or maybe you're shitting out pebbles and it's hard as rocks and it looks like you just emptied out the fish tank into your toilet and it's painful then we may need to talk about um you know loosening things up getting some more passable essential fats in there getting some more hydration you know that's those are the kind of things that we're talking about uh on these calls and that's just a part of it it's not the whole thing anyways we want to make sure that we're going to the bathroom every single day it is not normal to not poop just know that if unless you have a calorie Unless you're eating around 1,000 calories a day or like a really low amount of calories then you just physically aren't building up that much in your gut or your stomach or your digestive tract, your colon, and you don't have to poop that much, that's different. But if you are eating the average diet and you're not going to the bathroom every day, think about carrying around. Like think about under your sink in the kitchen right now. You are thinking you have this nasty wet bag of groceries. You don't want to be carrying that around all day. What you're doing if you're not pooping and you're not prioritizing figuring out why you're not pooping or you're pooping too much and it's not healthy and you're not absorbing nutrients, then you're carrying around that waste all day. Think about sticking your hand in the garbage disposal or the bottom of your trash can and feeling around all that sludge. Picture that inside your body. You're carrying that around all day. It's not good for anything. You want to be eliminating those toxins. We won't get too much into that today. Uh, I know we're running out of time, but... Again, if you want to get more info, feel free to book on my website. We talk about all things health, fitness, wellness. We can get more into weight loss next time. But making sure that you are pooping, hydrating, sleeping, Adding in fiber, adding in leafy greens, soups and smoothies because they're pre-digested into your diet. That's going to be huge, huge, huge. Adding um, in those simple complex, like slow digesting carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, blueberries. Those are all really, really great. Um, You want to be eliminating things like those uh, nasty oils, those super hydrogenated GMO, high calorie, non-beneficial oils that you might get. Make sure you're looking at your ingredients. Um, Avoiding super, super calorie dense foods like nuts and nut butters have those in moderation and making sure that you're eliminating every single day poop yeah so that's what I'm talking about if you have more questions on like how to get more protein from a plant-based diet um, we can also look at meal guides for you in that case so if y'all have questions feel free to reach out always thank you so much for listening my blender bomb code for like, I guess three or four dollars off. I can't really remember, but it's awesome. And it's Eliza G 10. Thanks guys for listening. We will talk next week. Can't wait. Can't wait. We're going to have a guest. Um, my friend Fran, we're going to be talking about relationships with food, eating disorders.